When I was a kid, I remember going to Pirche Shabbos afternoon, and I heard a story from my Pirche leader about a poor fellow who had no money to make a wedding for his daughter. He went to a tzaddik, and he told him about his state of affairs, and the tzaddik responded by telling him to buy a lottery ticket, which he will then give a bracha, and the man will then have enough money to afford all that he needed. The poor guy went, bought a ticket, and lo and behold, he won the lottery. The problem was he misplaced the ticket, and he couldn't collect his prize. So he ran back to the tzaddik, and he asked him to bless another ticket, but this time the tzaddik refused. If the poor man could be so callous about the blessed ticket to the point that he loses it, well, then he obviously doesn't deserve to win the lottery in the first place. As a kid, I could never understand how the man could lose the ticket and throw away such a great opportunity. And then I heard another story. There once was a man who was also poverty-stricken. He went out daily, and he tried to earn... He went out daily, and he tried to earn an honest living, but he was constantly forced to go begging door-to-door in order to survive. One day, he bought a lottery ticket for a chance to win 15 million rubles. Distracted by his problems, however... He got home, he put the ticket into a drawer, a safe place, and he went right back out into the world to his battle of survival. Fortunately, or in his case, unfortunately, he was the only winner of the 15 million ruble jackpot. But since he never thought he was going to win, he never checked the drawer, he never looked at the winning numbers, and he continued to live a life of struggle and pain until the day he died. Now, without getting into the halachic uh, issues regarding whether one is permitted to for, whether one is permitted or forbidden to purchase a lottery ticket, I must confess that both of these stories were bouncing around my head last Friday afternoon when I went up to fill my car in the gas station and I saw a big sign that said the Powerball drawing that evening was 1.35 billion dollars. Billion. That's a lot of dough. One can buy many slices of pizza with that kind of dough, except maybe in the country where you need a loan guarantee before you buy a slice. Imagine what life would be like with money like that. I asked my son, one of my boys, what would he do with a billion dollars? What would you do with that amount of money? And in true yeshiva bachar style, he lifted up his foot and he showed me how the entire left side of his sole of the shoe had come apart at the seam. Well, first thing I will do is get a better pair of shoes, he says. And believe me, he wasn't kidding. My daughter, I asked her the same question, and she said, her mattress is soft and lumpy. So with a billion dollars, we have set aside funds for shoes and mattresses. Now, I'll tell you the truth. I don't know if my wife and I have raised them right or maybe we raised them wrong. A billion dollars? Come on. You can do better than that. But in fact, we don't have to do better than that. I saw a wonderful vart about the words in this week's parsha, Boni Matem. You are the children of Hashem. Although the very popular song, Every Yid's a Big Tzaddik, I think most people would agree that out of the 15 million Yidin in the world, just about, some are very far from being a big tzaddik. However, to say that every Yid is Hashem's child is not only not far-fetched, it is actually as true as the sun shines bright. Every Yid is royalty, whether he knows it or not, whether he likes it or not, and whether he wants it or not. And with royalty comes responsibility. We are Hashem's children, and he and we represent the ideals and commandments, the mitzvahs that he instilled in this world. You are the children of Hashem. Never forget how special you are. If one is uniquely talented or wealthy and is unaware of his or her loftiness, 
One will not feel the benefits of their riches. One can win all the lotteries in the world, but if he loses the ticket, or worse, he forgets where he put it, what good is all the money, all the wealth, all the billions of dollars? The same applies to spiritual wealth. If one is the king's child, but has no idea how special, how gifted, or important he or she is, then what a colossal loss. The greatest protection against sin, the best insurance policy for avoiding spiritual damage, is to realize that one is a child of the king, of Hashem. This knowledge will sensitize a person to every word and deed that in, and ensure that he or she will not only behave in a, in, a, in a fine manner, but in a manner befitting royalty. Moshe's message, in essence, was you are spiritual billionaires, so don't live your life as a pauper. A close friend of mine told me that when he was 21 and he was newly married, he bought a lottery ticket. The prize was $22 million. By mistake... He filled out seven numbers instead of six, and the clerk, when he handed in the ticket, told him to erase one number. Well, you know, feeling a little superstitious, he crossed out the number 13. Believe it or not, he got five out of the six numbers correct, and the only one he missed was, you got it, number 13. You know what he told me? He says, it wasn't Bashert for me to be a, for, for me to be a millionaire. Well, many years later, this friend has a beautiful family, children, and grandchildren, and he is indeed not a millionaire. He's much bigger than that. He is royalty. He is a spiritual billionaire.